fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. It is a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. You know it, I know it. Let's just roll with it. What do you say? Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country on radio and TV, plus our live stream and podcasting thereafter as well. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out today, your Millennial General. Reporting for duty, and boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. I didn't realize it when I set the show today, but today it worked out perfectly because we kind of have a general theme on the program today that is guns and the Second Amendment, and you can usually hear that stuff on another program that we'll get to here in just a second, but we're going to have some fun with it today as well as at the bottom of the hour, Allie Bloyd, she is the author of Uncensored America, thought-provoking poetry on faith, family, and freedom. She'll be joining us. Is there an increase in mass shootings across the nation? overall which our next guest can talk about as well here in just a second plus i've seen a headline that we'll get to in a minute the majority of americans support biden's spending plans and want him to spend more what the hell's wrong with people we'll get to all that and more here on the show welcome in radio and tv you can find us all over our social media at hoosier reason on facebook youtube twitter twitch linkedin also on the website at hoosierreason.com we are streaming live on all those as well as long as they allow us we are on strike number two on youtube so we'll see how long that actually lasts and uh also at the website again at hoosierreason.com all right i want to get to our first guest i'm excited to have him on the program we don't get him on this show much because I know he's so busy, but we get to go on his program a lot, which we love and appreciate. And especially right now, because just this week, officially yesterday, was his 12th year anniversary of having a nationally syndicated radio show, which is amazing. Which, as soon as he said that, the first thing that came to mind was, I need to get him on to talk about that, to say congrats on the 12 years of being on the air. But also because it gives me an excuse to play this song, because it's perfect and I've been waiting to play it for when I hit 12 years on the radio. So we're going to do it as an introduction for this guy for his 12 years on the air. Uh, is a little celebratory thing here. What do you say? Come on. 12 years I fought for this. 12 years my heart still beats. For the ones who stood beside me. Still strong. You can break me. There we go. There we go. The 12 year celebration. It's Armed American Radio. It's Mark Walters with us. Mark, congratulations, brother. What's going on? <laughs> Thanks. And let me apologize for yesterday's screw up because I got so busy. I was supposed to be here yesterday, listeners, and I blew it. It was my bad. And I, I boldly, it's not who you want to, you can't mess up with, with the voice of reason. I apologize. Hey, well, you know what? You were, but yesterday was the celebration. So you had a lot going on. I know it, but 12 years, does it feel like, does it feel like it's been 12 years on the radio? Oh gosh, no, 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 no. It, it feels like yesterday, honestly. Wow. Um, you know, but when you, when you look at the number 12 years, okay, 12 years, a long time, but 12 years really isn't a long time. But at the same time, 12 years is a long time. And when you put it in perspective that uh, the first show I did at Armed American Radio was April 26, 2009. I was shortly after Obama's first inauguration. And it's now 2021. 09, 21. That's crazy. 2009, 2021. That sounds like a difference of a lot more than 12 years. 
but it's 12 years. Yeah. Uh, so we actually today started our 13th year on the radio. Uh, Sunday was the actual 12-year anniversary because it was the weekend. Uh, was when the show started. It happened to bump up against the actual the actual date, the 26th, which was Monday. And here's the remarkable part about it. I'm very proud of it. 624 straight Sundays. I've never missed a show. That's fantastic. I love it. That's something to be so, prideful for, for run. sure. Yeah. Uh, run. Your thoughts over the last 12 years, I mean, where we've gone either forward or backward when it comes to Second Amendment issues, have we gained or have we lost traction over the last couple of years? We've gained. I know it doesn't seem like that a lot. But from the individual state standpoint, we're gaining. Let's take a look at it. While the loudmouth left runs their tails constantly and runs their gators and flaps their gums all day long, that's because they have the mainstream media in their hip pocket. And we all know that, and I can, I've been studying this for years, but I can trace every ill this country faces back to the mainstream press. That's where people get their information. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSDNC, Fox. That's where they get their information from, a 24-hour drumbeat of negativity, bias, anti-gun this, anti-gun that. Imagine for one second, listener, imagine for one second, if when you turned on the ABC, believe it or not, the vast majority of Americans still get their news on those dopey you know, ABC, NBC, CBS broadcasts in the evening. Sure. But imagine if you turned on the ABC News, and I don't even know who does the ABC News. I'm sure it's some goofball, but I don't even pay attention to it. But imagine if you heard 42 times across the country today, Americans, law-abiding Americans, used a firearm to defend themselves and their family. One of those will profile tonight. Dr. So-and-so, who saved two people outside in the parking lot of his garage because someone was trying to rob them and because the doctor had a gun. Those two individuals are alive. Imagine if you heard that story day after day after day after day after day, how it would change the narrative relative to how they say we think about guns. Think right. about that. And you can, you, you saw, if you saw the Project Veritas, you saw the CNN director do everything we've been saying they do. They drive the narrative. You can make people say and believe anything they want simply by giving it to them and calling it news. That's propaganda. Yeah. And people have known how to do it for a long, long time, for a century. But of course, the 30s, Goebbels, Russia, or uh, Nazis, and, and so forth. And now the American Democrat Party doing this is what they're doing. This is state-run media. So what we don't hear on the news all the time is all the great things that are happening. You've got half the nation now, constitutional carry. Probably three more states before their legislative sessions are over by summer may very well be constitutional carry states as well. That means no permit necessary to carry a handgun. We went from Florida's permit process rolling across the country in 1987 to every state having a permit process, albeit some that don't give permits out, like New Jersey, New York, Hawaii, we're suing, and we're going to win those suits. The Second Amendment case that the New York State Pistol Rifle Association case is going to be the one to do it for us across the country. They know it. So there's a lot of great positive things happening across the country. You just don't hear about it unless you listen to the shows like yours and mine. Sure. Well, that's true. And I mean, you talk about it all the time. I talk about it with you quite a bit. I mean, whenever a shooting does happen, unfortunately, what happens? The media runs out to try and scare more people of, oh, my gosh, this is happening in your community. Everybody's dying because of these guns. We need to be very fearful of the firearm. But what happens is everybody in that community ends up realizing and you hear it in the actuality. So, oh, my gosh, I never thought that could happen in my community. Oh, my gosh, I never thought right. that could happen on my street. What happens is you see a massive increase of people in those areas that have been affected by it rush out 
and purchase concealed carry permits, rush out and purchase a firearm, rush out and find ways to protect themselves because they thought they lived in a safety net bubble where it would never happen to them. And when it does, it's kind of eye-opening. And it kind of backfires on the agenda from the mainstream media. It absolutely does. It's backfiring on them right now. That's why you're seeing them so desperate. Dare I say that's why you have a fence around the Capitol right now. (laughs) Because the Democrats, I I love doing the AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News, the Democrats are coming, the Democrats are coming. A little Kentucky draw, but the Democrats have a fence around the Capitol for a reason. They know what they're doing is unpopular, and they're scared to death of what we might feel about it. Right. So ask yourself this question. It's a legitimate question to ask. What is it about this agenda that when it gets power, seeks to disarm you before it does anything else? Yeah, that's a, a legitimate question. question. I'm not going to give you the answer. You're smart enough to figure it out, guys. Answer that. Ask that question and answer it yourself. I think you'll find it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. The nice thing we're seeing right now is that we're seeing federalism at play. The federal government right now under the Democrats in both chambers of Congress between the presidency, right now they're kind of dictating the whole anti-gun, you know, let's try and find ways to take new new firearms away. And we're seeing federalism at play where states are starting to come out and say, no, 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 that ain't going to happen. We're going to be doing the sanctuary for the Second Amendment in our state. We're going to be mm-hmm. protecting Second Amendment laws. So as we see the fear happening at the federal level, on the positive side, glass half full mentality, as you mentioned with us gaining and actually doing well in the nation overall, we're seeing the states really start to put up some walls, which needed to happen a long time ago, but at least we're starting to see it now, right? We are starting to see it now, and we talked about it a couple years ago when Virginia, when the Democrats took power in Virginia, all three levers of power for the first time in a quarter century. The first 12 things they did was run 12 gun control bills down the throats of the people of Virginia a state that had no problem with guns and a state that the Democrats just took power. And it's the first thing they did was go after guns. Eight of those bills were signed by governor blackface Northam signed. And here's what they didn't do because they have those weird off year elections in Virginia. There's an election coming up in Virginia in a few weeks or months, I should say, (laughs) or next year, you know, outside the midterms. It's a goofy, it's a goofy system they have there, but they've decided to curtail running on gun control now until the elections are over, because they know it's a loser. 99.9% of every municipality and county in that state, including Governor Blackface Northam's own county of Rappahannock, declared itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. And essentially what they told the state was, no, I don't think I'm going to let you arrest me today, Sheriff Behan. I don't think so. Not today. We're not going to play games with your new gun control regulations, and we're not going to enforce them here in this county and this municipality. 99.6 or 99. I think 9%, 99. 99.9% of the municipalities stood up and said, "Uh uh-uh, you're now starting to see that across the country. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. We got just a couple minutes left here. Mark Walters, Armed American Radio. You can find him online, armedamericanradio.org. But you mentioned the Supreme Court case right now. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court looking at the law on whether people can carry a concealed carry weapon outside of their home. Is there any cause for concern with this Supreme Court case? Are they going to actually make the right, obvious, common sense decision here? Or are we looking at a potential bad vote that could kind of disrupt some things here? No, because it's the states that determine whether or not we have a, a permit process in their own state, not a national concealed carry permit. And I want to put your mind at ease. Let's go back to 2017, the Peruta case, Peruta versus California. Very similar case, having to show a cause to get a concealed carry permit in the state of California. The Supreme Court refused to take the case. Thomas and Gorsuch dissented along with Alito. 
And here's what they said when they delete, when they, when they, when they uh, dissented in that case. He says, as we explained in Heller, to bear arms means to wear, bear, or carry upon the person or in clothing a pocket for the purpose of being armed and ready for offensive or defensive action in case of conflict with another person. I find it extremely improbable that the framers understood the Second Amendment to protect little more than carrying a gun from the bedroom to the kitchen. And he went on to say that he would, in fact, and said it straight up, and I read it, we should have granted cert in this case. The approach taken by the en banc court is indefensible, and the petition raises important questions that this court should address. I see no reason to wait for another case. The reason they didn't take the case was because they didn't have Amy Coney Barrett on the court yet. Roberts couldn't be trusted. Amy Coney Barrett is on the court, is on the court now. Clearly, you have four who wanted to take this case, probably five. This should be a 6-3 decision because Roberts voted with us in both the Heller case and the McDonald case for him to vote against this aspect of it. When I just read you part of Heller that he signed on to would mean he would have to reverse everything he did in both of those cases. I don't see that happening. I like it. Optimism. That's exactly what we need. I love it. And that's why we listen to Armed American Radio and with Mark Walters. Mark, how many stations are you on now? Oh, dude, I lost count. I lost <laughs> 250, 260. I'm going to put it this way. I'm getting, I'm much closer to 300 than I am uh, 200, I believe. Man, I love it. One of these days, brother. One of these days, Voice of Reason is going to be right up there with coming, you. Brother. That's what we're doing. I love it. Mark Walters, you. armedamericanradio.org. It's always good to talk to you. Congrats on the 12 years again, and uh, we'll be chatting again here real soon. Thanks, dude. Have a great rest of the show. Thanks for doing everything that you do, and thanks for helping out Armed American Radio. Hey, always a pleasure. We love doing it, Mark, and it's always great to talk to you. We'll do it again here soon. All right, we'll take a break. we got lots to get to. Ali Boyd joining us at the bottom of the hour as well, plus Joe Biden spending. Say what? Yeah, we'll get to that and more right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I gotta say, the show goes by way faster than I what, I what I'd like it to because there's way too much to talk about. Welcome into the program. Twenty-four minutes past the hour, wherever you may be watching, listening, and listening to the podcast doesn't matter. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration. Thanks again to Armed American Radio's Mark Walters coming on the show. If you don't know him, which I'm sure most of you do, but if you don't know him, you can always find him armedamericanradio.org on tons of radio stations. I always jump on his program to uh, guest with him or I fill in usually for his program if he's out. So I always get the opportunity there and I appreciate that very, very much. And his show continues to grow, as does this one. So uh, we're just growing together, and it's awesome to be able to have him to, uh, to to call a good friend, personal friend. We talk almost on a daily basis, and it's pretty awesome. So we appreciate that very much. All right, Allie Bloyd, she'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour in just a little bit. But before that, and we go back into the Second Amendment gun issues, let's talk about some latest in what's trending. What's trending today? I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's a new poll out. Now, show of hands, how many of you actually want the Joe Biden spending packages and like them? Now, some of you may be a little bit uh, a little bit softer on the whole COVID relief bill because obviously we're getting more money. We got another stimulus check, which is nice, maybe paying off some debt or actually keeping up with the bills. If you are laid off because of COVID or putting it away for investments, uh, soon we're going to have the child tax credit bumped up to $3,000 per child, $3,600 if it's a child less than, uh, what is it, five years old, and you'll get that. But it's not just going to be writing off at the end of your taxes at the end of the year. It's really going to be uh, the fact that you are now going to start getting a monthly paycheck for that. Now, you won't be able to write it off thereafter, but you'll be able to write it, you'll be able to get the direct deposit into your pay, uh, your your checking account every single month, which really is just another way to kind of condition you to like the universal basic income. Because if you're starting to get that money and you have multiple children, you kind of like that money, then the money's going to go away or they're going to threaten to pull it and then everybody loses their minds and it's just going to be a negative thing. So they're really trying to condition you for that. But outside of that, how is it benefiting you? And even that, is it really honestly benefiting you? You're still getting the child tax credit at the end of the tax year when you actually file your taxes. You got the stimulus check, okay, but that was kind of at the point that we were opening things up for the most part in the nation. Obviously, there's some, a few other places where we haven't, but uh, for the most part, we're starting to open back up, and we got that. So the infrastructure plan, how is that going to benefit you? How is that going to help you? Why are Americans liking this? According to this, the $2 trillion infrastructure plan has a 68% support from Americans. Now, always take polls with a grain of salt. You don't know who actually polled them, which was, this was the uh, uh, Monmouth poll. So I don't know who that is. Apparently a national pollster. They don't poll a very large group of individuals, and it's always skewed based on who they actually poll. So always take it with a grain of salt. However... The fact that anybody is supporting this $2 trillion infrastructure plan, calling it, and, and by the way, they're calling it hashtag American Jobs Plan. It is not an American Jobs Plan. It is infl- inflating the jobs based on government jobs, which are only temporary and they're stupid anyways. We don't want government jobs and public sector jobs. We want private jobs done by the private sector growing naturally, holistically, at the private level. Businesses making deals with businesses, consumers buying products. That's the way it's supposed to go. Not the government saying, I'm going to print a large sum of money and then put it into the economy and pay contractors. It's not the way things work, but apparently 68% of Americans are liking this plan. Upcoming plan to expand health care, child care, and other support. Yeah, by the way, 
we're not just talking about a $2 trillion COVID plan. We're not just talking about a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. We're also talking about now an upcoming American Families Plan where they're going to look at health care, expanding government health care, expanding child care services, and other family support, family unit support systems from the federal government that 64% of Americans, according to this poll, say they support. I don't know what's in the plan, but we're talking about another multi-trillion dollar plan of socialism, of ridiculous government centralized power, of trying to create a bigger safety net that's not really a safety net, but more of a nanny state that according to these polls, Americans are liking and supporting. I just don't buy it. I'm not sure who they're polling or who they're actually talking to here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration. Radio and TV plus the live streaming, podcasting as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. That's what we do here on the program. Welcome in. Thanks for hanging out on the live stream. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's no I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. Make sure and go and get signed up for the newsletter. That's coming out on Monday next week. So if you have not signed up, it's totally free. Just go to HoosierReason.com. It comes up and asks you if you want to become a Hoosier-holic. And you say, yeah, buddy. Sign up. Type in your email address. We won't spam you all the time. Just a once-a-month email saying this is what's going on and what we're doing. And we appreciate when you do. We, by the way, get massive amounts of people every single month getting new people on there. So thank you for that. We appreciate it very much. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit and let's get into our latest guest, which I'm excited to chat with. What's trending today? So we had Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio, on the program at the beginning of the show. And we kind of have the Second Amendment theme going on right now. Has there been an uptick in mass shootings? And what does it mean not only for the country, not only for the Second Amendment, but let's dive a little bit deeper into just society in general. What the heck's going on and what can we do to resolve some of these issues as we talk with, uh, she is the author of Uncensored America, thought-provoking poetry on family, uh, faith, family, and freedom. We're excited to have on the program Ms. Allie Bloyd with us. Allie, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it very much. 
Is it a public health issue? We hear Joe Biden, the Democrats, obviously they've tried to take Second Amendment rights away for years, and now they're trying to because they have an opportunity with kind of running Congress, running the administration. Is it a public health crisis with, quote-unquote, mass shootings, school shootings, theater shootings in the nation, or is it just kind of the hype from the from the mainstream media? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy to reference this at all as a public health issue. If anything, it's a mental health issue, but it's also a safety issue. And I think that we do hear about these mass shootings because they are televised day in and day out anytime they occur. Truthfully, even though shootings like this have been on the rise over the last several decades, there's still a very, very, very small percentage of any gun-related deaths. And of the numbers that they tell us are gun-related deaths, over 65% of those are suicides. And then another large percentage is from people who have accidental shootings. They simply don't know how to handle their firearms or, you know, they've stored them improperly and it causes an accident. I don't think that putting those numbers into a category of gun violence is appropriate in any way. And if they cared about those 65% that are suicides, they'd realize that there is a cultural and societal issue going on that is causing mental health challenges that are leading people to take their own lives. And if they truly cared about the human beings in this country, I think that would be what they would be trying to focus on solving first. Well, you would think that you're right. I mean, if there's an issue, you would actually want to focus on the real major issues of the nation, but that's not what they do. And we mention mental health issues, and there's not a gun issue. There's a mental health issue. We need to you know, help people with PTSD or with you know, psychiatric issues or whatever the problem may be, depression. They laugh at us and they say, no, you're just trying to deflect because the gun is a very scary thing and we need to take the firearms away. And if they didn't have that firearm, then most suicide uh, victims wouldn't actually try and commit suicide, which I don't know where they try and get that statistic either looking at some of the numbers according to statista.com the highest year with the most amount of sh- uh, quote-unquote mass shootings where they consider like three or four people or more uh was 12 in a year which is still devastating and sad but when you look at the hundreds of thousands of people that die from other issues every single year that's kind of low on the totem pole isn't it yeah i would agree and i think that in these conversations we really need to stop playing into some of the narratives that they want to push out. And we need to ask very simple questions. So the first one would be, if guns kill people and people don't kill people, then why is it always a cop's fault if there is a cop-related shooting? Why is it not the gun's fault Mm. in that instance? I think the second one is, if guns are something that we shouldn't have, why do you not give up your armed security? Why do you still have armed National Guard protecting the Capitol right now? Because if they were serious about removing guns, they wouldn't have those. And the fact that they do means they really have no leg to stand on when it comes to telling law-abiding citizens how we're able to protect ourselves at the very moment that there is a huge push to defund and in some cases even abolish the police. So if they want to take away our right to have these organizations that are there to defend us, despite the fact that, of course, like anyone, they make mistakes. Um, they certainly shouldn't be telling us that we don't have the right to defend ourselves until they get rid of their armed security and their National Guard protection. I don't think we really need to entertain this argument at all. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, we need to find a way to dismiss them and make them look as foolish as what they actually are when they try and bring up these arguments. Is it really a deeper attack on maybe the family structure? I mean, when you talk about trying to defund law enforcement in a community, which is just, it boggles my mind to even think we're at that point in society, when uh, this last year with COVID locking things down, you can't go to church, when we see this absolute assault 
on the Second Amendment from Democrats on that side of the aisle. I mean, your book with, you know, poetry on faith, family and freedom, is that exactly what's under attack? Is it kind of a, a deeper subliminal message with these pieces of legislation they try to advocate for? You know, unfortunately, I do think so. I think that we all don't want to believe that there is some sinister or nefarious motive going on. But if you really look at the things that they're trying to do, it's very hard to draw any other conclusion from that. We do have a very clear attack on the family structure and strong families. If you look back through history um, and even just at statistics and data, strong families and strong communities, they create strong children, which become strong citizens and leaders in our country. And organizations like Black Lives Matter actually say specifically that it's a goal of theirs to to really get rid of the nuclear family. And to me, I don't understand why anyone would even want to say that. Strong families, I don't know if anyone can say that that's a bad thing. And I really believe that if we let this go, if we let any of these executive orders or laws that are chipping away at our Second Amendment rights, first and foremost, um, if we let this go without a fight, I think that it's going to be a very, very long road ahead of us because we know that they're not going to stop. They've been very open and saying that they want to get rid of our Second Amendment rights. And we know from our founding fathers what those rights are there to protect. They're not just to protect us from someone invading our home. They are the great equalizer in terms of us and our government. You know, these are supposed to be our representatives and they should have no problem with their citizens owning firearms unless they have something that they don't want those firearms to be doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they're not going to be able to. They can try all they want to. But when we realize that there are hundreds of millions of gun owners in the nation with hundreds of millions of firearms with near 8 billion rounds of ammunition in the private sector, they can try all they want to, but it's kind of a lost cause. And we need to remind people of that as well to kind of embolden them and remind them that, hey, you know what, they can try, but it ain't going to work. So good luck with that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think it's um, it's something probably a lot of people have on their mind. I was speaking to my dad about this yesterday, actually, and he said, you know, with everything that they are trying to take away from us in terms of our constitutional rights, things that fly directly in the face of the Constitution, what is it going to take for people to really be willing to stand up and say, no, this is not right? And I told him, I think the Second Amendment is where this all is where this all stands, because People who own guns, they own guns for a reason. They own guns for their own protection, but they believe very strongly in their Second Amendment rights. And if this bill, H.R. 127, if this is to pass, if these executive orders continue to come, I just simply don't think that there's going to be anything else that can wake people up because it impacts all of us equally. And it's not just that. It is a very clear and, I mean, dark, if you ask me, uh, overreach of our government for reasons that I think some people don't understand. We obviously have our opinions about what the intent is, but I do believe the intent is always control and power. And if you have citizens that don't have a way to defend themselves and you institute some sort of national police force, which I believe is the priority, I don't think it's getting rid of police altogether. I think it's federalizing our police uh, our police stations and our law enforcement. Uh, that That is a very very serious thing for people to realize. And if they do, I think that will be potentially 
the issue that really jolts people into reality to see what we're up against right now. Yeah, that's very true. We're talking with Allie Boyd. Uncensored America is the book thought-provoking poetry on faith, family, and freedom. You can see the website at uncensoredamericabook.com. Last question before we let you go. we got just about a minute left here, but what can we do about it? Because they strain us. They make us docile. We see these massive spending packages on social programs expanding the government's centralized power on law enforcement, on, you know, the COVID relief, and now the child, you know, tax credits are going to be direct deposited in to kind of condition us for that universal basic income to try and demonize the firearms. I mean, we get so docile that we don't notice what's happening until it's too late. What can we do about it? Do we just need to bring the conversation back to the family table when they say don't talk about politics or religion, but maybe we start teaching our young children. Maybe we start taking education into our hands again and letting them know exactly what's going on. I mean, what do we do about this? Well, that's a really good question, but I think you're exactly right. So, I mean, my daughter's four, and the last year has absolutely um, just fortified the fact that we will be homeschooling because we can't put our child and her future in the hands of someone who simply doesn't care about her. And I think that it really is going to come down to uh, people like you, people like me, and everyone who has a voice and who has a platform really trying to organize together and to be able to really actively form a coalition of people who believe in our country, that believe in our Constitution, and that can communicate with each other about those things. So I think homeschool coalitions in every single city and every single state, those need to be formed. People need to start banding together in a a much more organized fashion. But I also think that if it comes down to our Second Amendment rights, we're just simply not going to be able to comply. Yeah. Amen to that. Allie Bloyd, I love it. Uncensored America. You can check out the website, also the social media as well. Allie, I appreciate it very much. Let's get you back on the program again here real soon. That'd be great. Thanks for having me. Hey, appreciate it very much. All right, we'll take a break. Get ready to wrap up the show today on a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And it goes by way too fast. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration. Thanks again to Allie Bloyd coming on the program. UncensoredAmericanBook.com. You can find that, and we appreciate her. We'll get her back on the show again soon. It's the ongoing battle, and you can see that there's deeper layers of the onion. We have to start thinking like the elites do when they try to say, hey, I'm not try- trying to go off and, you know, oh, the establishment kind of thing, but I am kind of saying, or oh, the establishment kind of thing. There are issues to where if anybody has an opportunity to control, they will, which is why we need to put limitations. Oh, wait, that's right. We had some. That was called the Constitution. We put restrictions. We put limitations on government so they can't do certain things, and yet we just let them do it. Well, we'll get you next time, and then we never do. And then we just were the frog just sitting in the water, slowly boiling, slowly boiling, and we don't even realize it until we say, hey, you know what? We're not going to take it any longer. For example, the COVID issue over the past year, and I know you're sick and tired of hearing about that, but there's I got to bring it up. I mean, I have to talk about this. There has been obviously the discussion. I'm going to get banned off of YouTube for this. I know it. But just mentioning the word, the H word, the medicine, the H word that I'm not allowed to say. We'll see if we can just put it that way. You know what I mean that Donald Trump had talked about. There was rumor that obviously some people believe that it works. Some people does not do not believe that it works. The CDC and the FDA did not approve it. The World Health Organization did not approve it. They don't think that it actually works. Uh, But yet some people are saying, well, wait a second, look at India. India is doing relatively well because they were handing that stuff out like candy because of malaria and all the mosquitoes and all the water and all the stuff that was going on there. Then we see a massive uptick in deaths of COVID in India. So now the other side's, oh, look at that. It wasn't actually working. Ha ha. But now the question is, what is causing the massive outbreak in India for COVID-19. Kind of an interesting conversation. I've been having this conversation on social media uh, the last few days with some certain individuals about the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine, which I've said before, if you get it, cool. Get it. Don't do your thing. I'm not going to get it. And I have my remedies that work just as well that uh, protect my body um, from getting COVID without getting the vaccine. And I can do that naturally by, you know, being semi-healthy, by doing certain breathing things, by doing cold exposure, by taking vitamins. Like, I can do that stuff. And again, I'll probably get banned off of social media because of that comment, but I don't really care anymore. Uh, so the question is, why is India seeing this massive outbreak when they were taking this H word of a medicine? Uh, and as according to MSN.com, they ran a story on this. How did the outbreak get so bad? The question continues to puzzle many experts. Back in February, hospitalization numbers had plummeted and India was reporting about as many new cases per day as New York State, despite being 50 times as populous. That, uh, for those that are a little slow in the draw, that's really good. They have a massive population and they were not getting very many COVID cases. 
The only explanation was widespread immunity. India is now the epicenter of the global pandemic and a focal point of international concern. The country reported more than 350,000 new cases yesterday alone, breaking the daily infection record for the fifth straight day. So why are they seeing such a massive outbreak? And now they're saying experts are starting to think it's the immunity in India. Now, look, I was never in India, per se. I was in Sri Lanka, though, for a month, which is, if you don't know, just the island south of India that's literally at the, you know, the very tip of India on the southern border. Beautiful area. I can't wait to go back to Sri Lanka. I spent a month there back in 2005 after the 2004 massive tsunami that hit there, and we went for tsunami relief. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And I love the culture. I love the area. I totally want to go back. But I can tell you exactly why. There's a massive outbreak and why it's surprising why it hasn't hit so soon. It's because there's so much poverty there and there is so much bad food and there is so much bad water and people live on the streets or live in these. I saw I'll never forget this. There was a building which after the tsunami, especially in, in Sri Lanka, there were these houses that were just completely deserted. They were half broken down, half crumbled, like literally the only thing that was standing was like one room in the fireplace. Everything else was destroyed and people are living in it. And they're still cooking in the fireplace that's outside while they have their concrete foundation of their home that's leveled. And yet they're out there just cooking away with just debris everywhere. That's not sanitary. Now, you're, whether you're taking the vaccine, whether you're taking the H word, whether you're taking vitamins, whatever you're doing, you need an immune system for it to work because all of those piggyback on your immune system. If you're living in filth, if you're living in bad environments, if you're living in bad conditions, if you're living and eating bad food, if you're drinking bad water that makes you sick and contaminated with garbage, you're not going to have a strong immune system and it's going to make you sick regardless. That would be why you see a massive increase in COVID-19 cases and COVID-19 deaths in India because of the bad poverty that's going on there. Why it hasn't hit sooner? Maybe the H-word was working. I don't really know. But eventually it's going to break and people are not going to be as strong and healthy as what they were. Just something to put in there that the other side just doesn't quite want to hear at times. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. Appreciate your time as always. Back at it tomorrow for the midweek celebration here on The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.